Welcome to episode 31 of Pod em Up. We've got a grown-ups only game in the book club in the form of... <laughs> Welcome to episode 31 of Pod'em Up. We've got a grown-ups only game in the book club in the form of 360 PS3 gem lollipop chainsaw. So make sure the kids are tucked away for that bit. Before that though, we're talking PS3 and 4 preservation and the other games we've been playing lately. Keep it here on Pod'em Up. Welcome back to episode 31 of Bottom Up. Hello. My name is Ollie, and this man is Tibbs. I am. Hello. Hello. Um, how you been doing? Ah, not too bad. Mm. Can't, com- can't complain. Good. How are you? Good. I am also well. Yeah. Mm. A bit of wrist pain this oh, month. Oh, really? Which has been quite bad for our... Uh, our sort of button mashing um, book oh, club yeah. game, uh, <laughs> yeah. Lollipop Chainsaw, which we'll be talking about later. Yeah, it's just been a bit, uh, a bit of a niggling issue, a bit of a, a gaming problem. But yeah, there you go. Is this a recurrent issue, or is this something that's no, just, this is just new. popped up? This oh, is new. Dear. It's just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah I got I that just... with my left wrist a little while ago. Ah, um, uh, well, this is the right one, so it's really annoying. Yeah, yeah. actually, it was after we did Katamari Damacy. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Related or? I think so. Oh, okay. I think so because I didn't have it before, and then I, I played some hours into that game, and then I had it afterwards. <laughs> um, but I bought myself one of those little wrist sort of restraint things. You sort of put them on, and you leave them on overnight. Um, yeah, oh, yeah I was know. looking at those. Yeah. Yeah, I wore that for a bit, and that seemed to to sort it out. But yeah, mm. maybe right. just getting old. I mean, probably, yeah. I, just, I, I swear, like, every month there's something new going wrong, you know. It's just the way it is, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's not go into that. Let's go into the games we have been playing. So, um, what have you been playing this month? been playing mostly Lollipop Chainsaw, I'll be honest. Mm, mm, yeah. um, I've been playing quite a bit, uh, for no particular reason, just sort of something I picked up again. Uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition. Uh, oh, two. right, yeah. Yeah, just a, just a good little good, good bit of quality time with the... The Man of Pack. Yeah, I think um, I've got that on Steam. It might have been free at some point. I don't think I've ever actually played it. Yeah, it, it's good. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's just a, just a, a good solid game of Pac-Man. If you want to eat some ghosts, you want to eat some some blobs. Mm, do they know? vary it? Or do they sort of mix up the original formula, or is it? Oh yeah, just yeah. Kind of traditional. 
No, no, no. It's, it's, it's much more mixed up. So, like, mm. there's different game modes. The main game mode is, like, you get a five-minute time limit, and there's ghosts uh, all having a little nap around the maze. And if you get too close to them, they wake up and start following you. Mm. So as you go around, you end up with this big train of ghosts <laughs> following you. <laughs> right, cool. You get your power pellet, and then you can eat them all at once, and this sort of Pac-Man sort of jumps out of the maze and, like, eats them all. And it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. Mm. Nice little game. Um, cool. But, yeah, honestly, the, the majority of my time has been spent with um, Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, I did. I, I've been messing about doing custom firmware on my Switch. Oh, okay. So mm. I've been playing Sonic 3 Air, the port for, of Sonic 3 Air for yeah. the Switch. Uh, it's really good. Oh, brilliant. On the Switch, yeah, excellent. Okay. Yeah, it's really nice. And there's the ports of um, the Christian Whitehead Sonic 1 and 2 yeah, as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they work as well quite nicely. Um, so yeah, yeah, but that, that's, that's the bulk of... I, I wish I had something more exciting to report this time, but it really is. I don't want to give away my thoughts on lollipop chainsaw too early but yeah i i played through that several times so. several times oh really yeah. oh wow yeah oh okay cool brilliant well i have a lot to talk about yeah 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 um okay well um yeah but by the way the sonic 3 air thing is brilliant isn't it oh it's really good yeah it's, the, the amount of customizable options you've got in there is um like you know just change like deciding which music plays of the of the like, of the Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles versions and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's so good and like the you know restoring the original level order and yeah. you know yeah it's it's fantastic. It really is the definitive way to play Sonic I think 3 so. I think. I think yeah. so. Yeah, cuz it's based on the ROM and everything so it's all like the physics are all correct. I don't think it's been like rebuilt or anything. I don't know how they've done it. I don't know how they've done it. No. Voodoo magic. They've just like taken the ROM and and I think um was it from this or something else that they managed to, to apply the whatever they did to make it widescreen to other Mega Drive games oh, recently? Yeah, did you yeah, see there's, this? It's, yeah, there's it, one it, of the emulators that have got like an experimental widescreen mode now. Yeah, yeah there's a core that you can get in RetroArch that, that that applies it to and sort of any Mega Drive game you get. I think not all of them work, but I think some of them do, like um, Gunstar Heroes, I think. And stuff like that. I think it's yeah. just it's, you know, it's it's amazing, really, isn't it? I, I, oh, I, it it's I'm fantastic. Baffled. Yeah. I'm baffled by how they do these things. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Mm. I, yeah, it's mental. But I, it's so good, you know, because these are sort of things you, you know, what are the chances of Sega themselves, you know, putting down the centre candles and getting on, <laughs> putting some widescreen, you know, old Genesis games out on widescreen? It's just not really no, going to happen, happen, is it? You know, no, so really. if it weren't for the... Yeah, if it weren't for the community doing it, then, you know, we just wouldn't have these things. It reminds me there's that NES emulator as well, isn't there, that does the 3D. The 3D, the 3D yeah. thing, it's amazing, isn't it, that? Yeah. yeah, you know, there's so many good good little programs out there. So, yeah, always impressed. Mm, okay. Cool, is that, um, is that all from you then? Is it? Yeah, it's all from me, I think, at the okay. moment. Okay, cool. Um, well, I had a birthday this month, so I've had. Um, oh yeah, I saw a your few, your a birthday few haul. Games from sort of various family members and in-laws and things. Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, it's called, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, yeah. We've you've talked about that before, I think. Haven't mm, you? So. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's good. good. It's a good little racer. Um, did play it on normal mode to begin with, and just couldn't get past the first couple of <laughs> courses. It's just. <laughs> it's not very forgiving. No, so I, I'm. I have no shame in admitting that I turned it down to easy mode, um, but that was too easy in my opinion. I just sort of got through the whole thing very, very easily. I think the, the relic races were okay, and some of the bosses were quite tough, 
but everything else was just kind of a bit too easy yeah. so but i could probably go back to normal mode now and have enough experience with the game that i can probably do better at it this time i expect yeah mm. yeah it's a very good game though yeah I, I, well i was looking in like the the arcade is it the, the sort of the more arcadey mode where you mm. just select a course and there's there's loads of other courses in there isn't there oh the, yeah yeah there's tons it's, of them yeah I think they've really... taken it from another game have they or something i haven't played it much since it first came out um mm. i i played it obsessively for a little while and then like my attention just got caught by other things um but i know since then it's been receiving really fairly regular updates and new content new tracks and and all sorts of things you know they they did sort of patch in microtransactions and stuff after release which wasn't so good but Mm. yeah they have been you know to their credit they've been given lots of new tracks and characters and costumes and all kinds of stuff seems like there's loads in there now yeah Mm. all right i didn't realize it was dlc stuff or um you know extra stuff i thought it was it's part of the thing, but okay, cool, yeah. Yeah. Another one I got was a uh, Little Town Hero, which is an RPG by Game Freak for the Switch. It's it's got music by Toby Fox for one thing. Um, ah, so it's, it's I knew nice. I'd heard of it somewhere. Yeah, that'll be my yeah. yeah, yeah. It's sort of it looks a bit Pokemon-y. It's basically these characters are kind of they live in this town, but they're not allowed to leave for some reason. I'm presumably you discover later on but sort of monsters are starting to attack the town but it's got a really interesting kind of battle system it's kind of it's turn-based but it's it's kind of it's a bit sort of board gamey but I've, I've been quite hooked on it actually it's um well i say hooked i've only done like the first battle but the first battle alone took me like 45 minutes to get through <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite involving so I'm, i've challenged myself with trying to explain it to you to ensure to, to prove to myself that i understand it okay so basically you've got Isits and dazits, right? And the isit, an isit is like a move that you could potentially do. It's like in your repertoire, but you can't access it yet. And you uh, you can turn it into a dazit, which is a move you can do um, by applying like points to it. So you get certain points to spend on moves each turn. So you have to strategically pick which moves you think you're going to use. And the enemy has dazits as well. And he picks a dazit and you see what it, what it is. So you've got to sort of match it up. And each of the dazits have like a, a attack value and a defense value so your attack takes down their defense and their defense their attack takes down your defense um and uh what was i going with this now so challenge failed challenge failed <laughs> yeah yeah so right okay so you've got you've got yellow dazits and red dazits right yellow yeah. dazits you can use multiple times um until their defense runs out but red dazits you can only use once so I kind of don't get why they even have a defense value, but anyway. But you've got to save the red dazits because um, if you knock out all their dazits, they'll be stunned. And if you've got a red dazit handy, you can hit them, and that's how they lose a piece of health from their health bar. So, you, so the whole thing goes round over and over again until you, lo- until the first player loses all their health. Um, so it's quite it took quite a while to get through, but it's re- it's really quite interesting because. You kind of have to be really selective about what you choose based on the stats and that kind of thing. Mm. So, and there's there's a bit more to it than that. There's kind of like a top-down, almost board game kind of thing where you go around like these squares, and there's different characters at different squares, and they help you in certain ways, give you different moves and stuff. So it's 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 really good actually, and it's really well explained. The like the tutorial mode like takes you through it really kind of clearly. It wasn't like something like Xenoblade Chronicles where it just kind of Dumps everything. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't make sure that you've understood it really well, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I've been I haven't played much of it yet, but um, just that battle alone has kind of 
drawn me into it quite well. Hmm. It sounds good. I gotta be honest. I'm not sure. I really get the isits and dazits okay. and red, red, red dazits and yellow. Well, whatever. But I think it might be one of those things where you play it and it starts to click. Yeah, you so, will. Yeah. Rather than just selecting like, okay, I'm going to do a basic move or I'm going to do a fire move, that kind of thing. You've just got to be a bit more selective with with which ones you pick and how it competes with their... It's like taking moves against each other rather than, okay, I'm going to take off their health bar with this move, etc. You've got to match the moves kind of accordingly, you know, yeah. and to make sure that you've got a red one handy at the end without using it up. I think a lot of RPG battle systems, if you tried to explain them, though, they would sound, you know, yeah. like Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. you know, I've got no problem playing that now, but if I were to explain to someone, well, you've got the blue command material, which can modify a magic material, exactly, and the yeah. magic, you know, they'd be like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds really good. Um yeah, is that, is that a physical game? Is that a cartridge? Or is yeah, that... I actually got like a special edition Oh, thing. nice. Because my wife asked me what games I want, and I kind of just put, put together a list of all sorts of stuff that i kind of seen. And this was kind of near the bottom of the list, to be honest. I was kind of like, yeah, that looks interesting. I might like to try it. Mm. I wasn't particularly after the special edition with loads of, like, it's got the CD soundtrack and art book and stuff. Oh, cool. But I thought I might as well put that on there just in case someone wants to get it. And my, um, my uh, in-laws got it for me. I thought, oh, that's really cool. And I gave it a go. And yeah, this is um, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm having a look now. I'm going to stick that on my my Amazon wish list. Yeah, just to look, look at a video and stuff. I mean, the bat- obviously the battle system is, yeah, you'll, if it's the kind of thing you can get really into, I think. And I've heard people say it is, as you go through the game, it is is a good sort of system. I mean, I haven't played lots of different RPGs, so I don't know how similar it is to something else, you know, but yeah. it seemed pretty unique to me. I'm just having a look now on the Amazon store page. The screenshot mm. they've chosen to represent the game uh, is two soldiers speaking to a gentleman with his trousers on fire, and <laughs> they're saying to him, your bottom's on fire. <laughs> so if that sounds yeah. like something you want to get involved with, there you go. <laughs> I've seen that. That's, that's... <laughs> You know. Yeah. Right, what what pictures? You, look, we need a screenshot for the store page. Am I this one? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, get it. <laughs> no, that's really good. That looks awesome. Yeah, it's got kind of sort of Pokemon-y kind of graphics and sort of similar kind of type of dialogue and stuff. Hmm. Um, and of course, Battle and Wonderworld um, came out yesterday. Which I've yeah, got. Uh, I haven't looked at any reviews or anything. I'm sure people don't like it, but uh, there's know, been a lot whatever. of controversy about it. Uh, the actual game itself. Yeah, yeah, with the, the epilepsy thing. Oh, I didn't hear anything about this. I haven't looked. I haven't purposely kept away oh, from yeah. looking Apparently, at anything about it. The final boss. Um, yeah. There's some really like severe strobe lights on the, the on the. They've done a. I think it's a day one patch. Or they have, the, yeah. Um, which sort of gets rid of it. But the unpatched version, there's sort of really sporadic sort of um, strobe lights, um, in. In a frequency enough to trigger epileptic seizures. Oh dear! Um, and it, yeah, it really got a lot of bad press. Of well, understandably. I mean, you can't mm. have you can't no. have games causing that. No. Um, so yeah, they rushed out a patch to to sort of fix that. But yeah, it wasn't mm. it wasn't a, a a welcomed launch. I think once once that came out, it it turned a lot of opinion against the game. I think. Okay. Oh well. Well, I've only played two or three levels of it so far. 
but um, I'm enjoying it. You know. Yeah. There, there was a patch to just kind of make some slight improvements to what people said about the demo anyway, like they've, in, they've increased the speed of the character and stuff, so it moves a lot quicker now. Did you get it like on that. PC? Yeah. Yeah. I got the Steam version, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, did, I did get around to playing the demo on Switch, and it was... It's not well It's pretty ropey on Switch. I don't, Switch, I yeah. don't know if they've improved it since then. Probably I don't know. Not, but Probably yeah. not. No. It's a bit ropey, but it's... yeah, I mean, there seemed to be... A, I don't know why people are quite so against it. No, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I mean, I don't think it, I. I didn't get the impression it was like a groundbreaking game or anything. But it's certainly not the worst thing I've ever. No, played. not at all. No, I'm not going to say it's like the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, there's, you know, you could make comparisons to Mario Odyssey, and obviously that's a better game. But it doesn't ha- just because it's not as good as that doesn't mean it's worthless. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, you'll you'll hear. Well, I'll, I'll play it a lot more next month, so you'll hear more from me about that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, good. A little town here next month. Um, the only other thing I've been doing is playing around a little bit after our conversation last month about Goldeneye on the um, the, the Goldeneye prototype thing on the mm-hmm. 360. I've I downloaded the Xenia emulator and gave it a, a go. Yeah, yeah, it works. It, I, I had a little, only had a little play, but it works really well on that. Um, and it's really sort of complete, you know. It's, a, it's almost like a full. I was going to say really. it is almost. I think it's you know it, it's very very near completion. I yeah, think. and the and the, the the switching back and forth between the two, like the original version and the new models and everything, it's they've done a lot of sort of improvements to it. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. it looks amazing. Mm. It's a, they did do a really good job of it, and they must have put a lot of time into it as well. It's not like a yeah. you know a quick quick project over the weekend just as a proof of concept. Oh no, it's, you know it's, it's really. A lot of work's gone into it. Visually, it's been re- redone from the ground up by the look mm. of it, yeah. Um, and then I tried lots of other um, sort of mostly Xbox Live arcade games on there, and they will re- re- work really well as well. You can actually just put a thumbstick into the 360 and take the f- the, the game files of the of Xbox Live arcade games anyway, put it on there, and just load it up on Xenia like that. You oh, don't even have to good. go into any dodgy sites or anything like that. Which is oh, that's um, really good. Yeah. It's great for like preservation of it and everything. Absolutely, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, which is something we're going to get onto in a minute. Yeah. Yes, I thought we might. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good uh, segue. So let's let's do that now, then, shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's. News. So you've been. I, I saw on Twitter you've been talking a lot with the. Does it play? Yes. Uh, yeah. I've been, hel- so, I've been actually helping them out. So full disclosure, um, you know, I've been helping them out with a, a bit of testing regarding this. But um, yeah. So they have publicised, and I I don't know if they necessarily uncovered it themselves. I think it's an issue that's been known in sort of the homebrew community for a while. Yeah. Uh, but they, they've really drawn attention to it. Uh, what they've dubbed the the C bomb. Um, which is mm. the CMOS time bomb, basically. So on your PlayStation, uh, the PS3, Vita, and um, PS4, mm-hmm. there's a little PS Vita. Well, I will ignore PS Vita. Let's say PS3 and PS4 for now to keep things as simple as we can. Okay. There's a little battery on the motherboard which basically keeps time. So when the power when you cut the power to the console, it just lets the internal clock carry on ticking and so it knows what time it is. Mm-hmm. So obviously that battery is not going to last forever. Uh, eventually it's either going to die, develop a fault or you know, it's just not going to be any good anymore. If that battery's dead or you take it out, when you boot the console again, every time you boot the console after a power off, it'll ask you to set the date and time. Then it connects to 
somewhere on the internet. I can't really be sure where because it's all all encrypted. But let's assume it's PSN. It connects to PSN and syncs the time with a remote server. If it can't reach that server, non, all your digital games stop working. Mm. On the PS4, all your physical games and all your digital games stop working. <laughs> Is how it's looking at the moment. Now... Yeah. With the, you know, like I say, I've been helping them test it. Um, I've done it with my PS3. Um, and I've, you know, I haven't been able to replicate the issue, but I use custom firmware on my PS3 mm. um, to run homebrew and things. So I don't know if that's a factor, but we have definitely got confirmation from, you know, people on the Does It Play team and people who volunteered there their time to test it that it definitely happens on ps3s and ps4 as well in fact as right. far as all the de- all the testing that does it play have done you know it's an issue that definitely exists now a lot of other people are saying they haven't been able to replicate it um but our running theory at the moment is that they're just not signing into p, p- and they're not signing into psn they've still got the internet connection but they're not signing into psn so you for, to replicate the issue, you must have no internet connection at all. You've got to make sure there's got no way of contacting the remote server to sync the time. Yeah. So the obvious, I mean, you, someone might be listening to this and think, well, so what? You know, just connect to the internet, job done. But from a preservation standpoint, you know, PSN isn't going to be there forever. You know, in sort of, you know... 20, 30, 40 years down the line, you might you might want you know your kids or your grandkids to play the games that you know that you enjoyed. If that PlayStation server isn't online anymore, you know your PlayStation Four isn't even going to boot physical games. It's not no. even a case yes. of you know avoiding digital and just buying the physical games. It's a really it's a it's a ser- it's a really serious issue. I think. Yeah, I mean it's yeah obviously Sony. Maybe think, oh, okay, it won't be a problem because we'll just we'll just keep that little script running, you know, somewhere, mm. and maybe they will. But you know, who's to say? I can say you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. I you mean... can't. Rely, you're relying on a company to do it, and they, frankly, don't seem to care really. No. Given the fact that they've just announced, which is related to this, that they're closing down the PS3 and PS Vita stores, is well, that right? Well, they, they haven't Almost announced it. It's still it's ah. still rumours at the moment. Oh, okay. But there have been some developments um, recently. Um, a lot of people have been reporting that um, the web interface, for so when you do PlayStation Store through the uh, web browser, mm. will no longer allow purchases of PS3 games or Vita games. Yeah. And apparently... Uh, like this afternoon or early this morning, people were having trouble getting into the store on the actual consoles as well. So something's mm. going on. Um, yeah. You know, Sony haven't said anything about it yet, but you know, something's happening. Mm. Um, the key reason, I think, well, certainly, I don't know if it's a key reason for, in the general populace, but certainly for enthusiasts, I think the reason people buy physical over digital is for that preservation aspect, yes. you know, for the fact that, you know, you'll all, you know, it's always there for you to play. As long as you've yeah. got that disc, you can play it. And yeah, that disc and a working console exactly. should, in theory, be all you need, you know, to play a game. But yeah. unfortunately, that's, yeah. You know, 
but the the idea that the PlayStation Four one day, you know, unless something's done, unless either, you know, the homebrew community comes up with something, uh, or Sony patch out, you know, this insane requirement, every PlayStation Four is just going to be junk. Mm. I mean, they could, couldn't they? Once the PS Four once the once the new generation kicks in and the PS4 isn't such a big deal for them anymore they could easily just say okay we're just going to you know release a, an update to take out that requirement and then you know obviously it's not perfect because you've still got to go and get that update but once once you do at least then it'll that will just sort of open up the uh, you know the console to be used theoretically in the absolutely is possible yeah um but given that you know the PS3 still needs that, you know they, they you know we're mm. two generations past that now, yeah. and they haven't patched they out haven't on PS3. That. Yeah, you know, and the PS Vita was, you know, I don't know when it was officially, you know, put into end of life, but I mean, it, unofficially, it's been dropped by Sony for years. You oh know? yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and that's still got the, the same requirement. Uh, um, the difference with the Vita, obviously, it doesn't have a, a, a battery on the motherboard. It just uses the main, you know, the main battery inside. It doesn't have a separate clock battery. Right, yeah. Um, but eventually, you know, that battery isn't going to last forever. Hmm. It's just, you know, it just makes me a bit, it just makes me a bit sad, really, to think that, mm. you know, all these games and all, all you know, because the PlayStation 4 has some really good exclusive games. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's got games arguably, you know, historically relevant, because it's the first home console with a PSV, with a, with a library of VR games. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of important stuff from a preservation standpoint there. And to just think that one day, for the sake of a, you know a check-in to find out what the time is, all this stuff, all the hardware is going to be useless. Mm. It's really bad. It's really mm. bad. It could be that, you know, everyone who's talking about this issue is wrong and we've made a mistake somehow, we've tested it wrong somehow, we've done something wrong. And I hope that is the case. I hope we're wrong. Um, but I think Sony really need to address it. I think they, yeah. they, you know, they need to to comment on it at least and say, well, look, no, sorry, you guys, are, you're completely wrong about this, or say, yeah, um, this does happen, but you know, we'll fix it. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, it seems almost every month we're talking about one of the company's lack of respect for preservation, and I think now, you know, we've done it with with Microsoft and Nintendo. Now it's Sony's turn, yeah. and it's just it, obviously there is a business to them, but they don't quite get that to the people who play these games now keeping a historical record of these things is really important you know it's exactly. as important as keeping old cinema films and, and yeah, books and precisely. things you know yeah. it's no different and you know as as the creators of all this well the, well not the creators of the content necessarily but you know the, the providing the means to play it that they have a responsibility to make sure that it, those their devices that they've created continue to be workable i mean it's a, it's a it's a thing you hear a lot about these days with other devices and, and you know phones and things and making things so that they they can be repaired and mm. continue to work you know not just like throw away this device to get the new the latest one because it's you know it's bad for the environment among many other things you know so it's it, it's not good is it it's not good it's not good and the the video game industry is in an advantageous position compared to to other places because they can already see that the mistakes that have been made 
you know, in other industries. You know, the the mm. famous case of, um, you know, the uh, BBC erasing the old Doctor Who master tapes. Yeah. You mm. know, and there's huge chunks of, you know, the history of Doctor Who completely missing. And now, mm. you know, there's a desperate scramble to find any tape from, like, foreign TV stations or, you know, anywhere to try and piece together the fragments of these lost episodes. Because they didn't think it was important enough to keep. You know, no. just, 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 just tape it. over it. NASA lost the moon landing tapes. Yeah. Do you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You'd think that of, of anything, you know, when they got back, you'd think, right, put, put a post-it note on it, just say, like, don't yeah. tape over. Like, <laughs> do not tape over. Yeah, take the right record, the, the record tab out of the back, you know? Yeah. But, you know, so yeah. these things happen, but the video game industry can see these mistakes that have been made, you know, mm. and you would think they would be fighting tooth and nail to not make those same mistakes yeah but i think it's that's the way it's going though isn't it because you get all these streaming things now and if you look at all the apps on phones they're very kind of temporary aren't they there's no you know it'd be very difficult to try and catalog all of those games for one thing and then you know we've got almost as many kind of you know steam games and all sorts of things it's just it's almost too much now isn't it to for to to for anyone to kind of keep hold of and, well yeah and, and then from that you just say well why why should we even bother then because you know you can't keep everything so let's just stay with the current stuff but i mean you you can't think like that really not it's really just... i mean even if let's say let's say the rumors turn out to be true and sony are gonna close the doors on the the ps3 and uh vita store in i think the, i think the rumor is saying july or august let's say august mm. Even with a concerted effort from, you know, everyone who cares about preservation, can you imagine how many terabytes of data is on their servers? They couldn't possibly buy and download and back up it all in time for, Mm. you know, so things are going to get lost. And it's just, I mean, that's probably the reason mostly why they're doing it. Anyway, and while they all, if, well, if they don't do it now, they probably will at some point, just because it's it costs them money to store that stuff that they think yeah. no one's really buying anymore. Yeah. And the more game, more new games and stuff that become available, you know, because you think of how many games there are in the library of the PS4 now. That sort of indie games is so, so much more now than they were even on the PS3 generation. Mm-hmm. You know, so many more developers, like little one-man bands, putting that putting games out on the PS4 store. And it's just, it all adds up tremendously. And plus the size of games now, you know, you a AAA game, you're looking at, you know, 100 gigabytes or... Oh, or what, but... what was that? The, the Call of Duty one a, a while ago. It's like, I can't remember what, it was mental, the Call of Duty. Mm. It was the for the PC. Yeah. Um, but it was like, oh, I'm going to have to Google it. It was literally in the hundreds of gigs. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could take <laughs> up an entire hard drive. Yeah. Yeah, just for one game, it's just it's mental, isn't it? Yeah. It might be medal. It might be medal of honor. I'm gonna have a quick look now. Download size, yeah. Three hundred and forty gigabytes. Yeah, I mean that's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's just... <laughs> I've got an old like portable, not uh, like a you know a, a hard drive, separate hard drive. Mm. And granted, it's from fifteen years ago, but that's that's the entire space of that hard drive, <laughs> isn't it? And I could just <laughs> you could just use that's my Call of Duty game. You know, it's just this massive hard drive thing. It's just it's nuts, isn't it? It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. I read somewhere that part of the problem with these AAA games is they they structure the data in such a way that it can be accessed 
uh, an optimum place. So that, that means they'll often duplicate assets within the files and stuff just so it can get that file quicker than it can like seeking a further a different place on the hard drive do you know what i mean yeah sometimes i mean i'm not a, i'm not a developer but sometimes i the decisions baffle me because i remember back in the day mm. when max Payne 3 came out there was a lot of discussion about why the pc download was so big because the game came out on ps3 ps4 uh ps3 xbox 360 um and obviously, you know, fit on a single Blu-ray disc for the PlayStation 3, but the PC version was something like 30 gigabytes or something. And when people mm. dug into it, when sort of they went data mining into it, um, all the audio tracks in the game were stored completely uncompressed. It was it was all oh uncompressed audio. It's like, well, what's Shocking. the point? What is the point <laughs> in that, yeah. And you think back to like the old, you know, eight bit, sixteen bit days. They really had to like crunch things down as much as they possibly could just to get, you know, just to fit it all on a tiny like yeah. cartridge, you know. And now you think you've got so much space, they just don't even care anymore. They just happily put out uncompressed files and files in weird places and duplicated files and stuff. You and know, just, I I yeah. love the the hardware that we've got now, you know, and the the, the things it's yeah, capable of, of course. you know. Mm. But I can't help but have admiration for you know when they have more res- developers have more restrictive hardware you know the kind of inventive mm. little tricks and things they'd come up come up with to you know to squeeze that extra little bit of performance out of the game or do some new graphical trick oh god yeah you know yeah they had to work yeah. wonders to do the things that they did back in those days i was looking at this um have you, do you, have you seen this pico 8 oh yeah yeah thing? yeah i think it's called it's like a little. It's almost like a little operating system, but it's purposefully restricted. So it's like a tiny. I don't know what the, the dimensions of the pixels are, but they're like small hundreds wide and high, and it's purposefully restrictive so that it doesn't. You know, you have to be really careful about how you program things, otherwise it just won't run very well. Um, and you get people making stuff for that that's like you know quite amazing and it's just obviously they've had to work really hard to just kind of condense that down and that's that's the whole point of it to purposefully get you in the mindset of making like like a game boy game yeah i think uh wasn't celeste the the game celeste that yes the original celeste and then they went back and made a sequel uh, like a a celeste 2 on pico 8 they did like a a classic Mm. version of uh you know a new sequel type thing for it yeah it's a it's a really nice idea Yeah, so we wandered a little bit away from that original thing there, but it's it's. I hope I hope something can be sorted out with the with the PS. Well, yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, it. Well, the thing is, if if Sony don't address it and they don't do anything about it, the only solution in the long term, you know, is going to be you know people coming up with custom firmware and stuff for it. You know, mm. and I don't. You know, Sony definitely don't want that happening. You know, so I don't know. I just think, and I think Sony must care at some level about things like this because they released the physical version of the the PS5 with the you know the physical disc drive. And I know from a business standpoint, physical games still out massively outsell digital games. But yeah, <sighs> yeah, they could they could make the decision to just yeah. Go I mean, they tried it before with the PSP Go. You know, so it's not the first time they've, they've yeah. dabbled with it. But uh, I don't know. I just 
Mm. I don't suppose there's any knowledge about how, what the PS5 is going to do about all this. Has it I got the do, same problem? I don't know. know. I, think it's, I don't think there's enough PS5s out there for anyone to test yet. No, that's the you problem, know. yeah. But, I mean, is the whole PS4 library playable on PS5? Or is it some just some titles? The the majority of it is. There's some titles. Um, mm. Apparently, PT, the, the ever-famous PT... Um, which was removed from all the PlayStation Store. Uh, Konami oh, took yeah. it down. Yeah. Apparently, that technically mm-hmm. is backwards compatible, but it's been blacklisted because Konami don't want it on there. <laughs> so it can run, but it, it will yeah. artificially refuse yeah. to run. If you were somehow able to yeah. get it on there, yeah. but I think it is, it's a yeah. very high number. It's something like ninety-eight percent of the library is is compatible. Yeah, I mean, so if they could somehow make sure that the PS Five was future proof, then that would solve a lot a lot of the it would go problem. some way to mi- it, in yeah, theory it would go I mean, some way to mitigate you've got to go issue. and get a ps5 yeah you'd still have to get a ps5 but, and yeah i mean it's better than nothing it'd be better than nothing but yes, given course. that they've you know going back to the ps3 i mean even the ps2 had a, a battery on there that, to keep the, the clock time um Mm. Obviously, they didn't have the you know the the internet download issues then, but I mean this is something they've relied on since the PS2. I'd be very surprised if the PS5 didn't follow suit. But you know, yeah. I think it'd be mm. a while before either of us get our hands on one. So just have yes, to guess on that so. one. I yeah. think unless I I win a competition that I entered the other day, you never know. Got to be in it to win it. I don't think I've ever won a competition. Have you? Um, I can't think of a single competition I've ever won. No, no. I I won a watch on a scratch card once. You know, um, like but like ages ages ago, you used to get those scratch cards in like comics and magazines and things, and they'd always okay. promise these big prizes, and you'd never ever win on any of them. I actually won once, and it said, um, I, I you had to phone a number, and it said you have won a watch, <laughs> and I sent off the because I, I was very young. I think I was only like seven. Um, so my mum sent off for it for me, and she had to send like five pounds for postage and things. Never got the watch. Oh what? Yeah, never got Ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. But other than that, no. Oh, actually, I did win a. Um, went into Forbidden Planet, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And they had a competition to win. They had like it was like stuff from the store. Um, ended up winning a. Life-size pony. Um, I sold it. Yeah, yeah. I sold it to someone in work. Yeah. Because I didn't want. I didn't want to win it. And I, what no. am I going to do? What am I going to do? With it? I was hoping a life-size like pony, not a real one. I've heard, like... like a My Little Pony. Oh right, okay. Like, but, um, a, a, okay, so a, a massive it, My Little Pony. Oh yeah, I mean it was like up to you know up to a grown man's shoulders almost. <laughs> My life-size pony, yeah. Yeah, precisely. You know, I was hoping I could win something, you know, from the collector's cabinet. You know, like you get sure. like, nice, like. Oh yeah, all those lovely like a portal, one of those portal guns. Yeah. 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 Yeah, something nice. But you, obviously, you can pick. It was like luck of the draw raffle. Mm. Um, so they kept they kept emailing me, saying, "When are you going to come pick up this pony?" <laughs> we want to get like, it's, it's taken up so much room here. You got yeah, to take it. Yeah, yeah. It was literally like in the middle of the store. So I don't, I don't want it. I got to be <laughs> honest. So eventually, I sold it to uh, someone in work. They said they yeah. were going to buy it for their daughter. Yeah. Um, I think they gave me twenty quid for it. Well, mm-hmm. rather, I'll take it. Yeah, I thought it's better than nothing. Isn't it? Um, you didn't pay anything. So, did you? No. So they went down. They collected it, mm. and. I found out a week later that 
they'd got drunk, uh, sat on it, broke his head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, well, that's a brilliant story. Yeah. Hmm. True story, that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I, I don't really count that as a win, really. No, not I, really, I, no. I didn't not, want it. And no. B, I'd never actually took ownership of it, so. No. <laughs> don't think that counts. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with the PS5. PS, PS5. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think that I think that's it, isn't it? it? Yeah, we've wasted enough of these people's time. Let's um, let's crack on with uh, lollipop chainsaw, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it after the break. Sweeter than candy on a stick, Video game. Ba -bum -bum -bum. Book Welcome back. This month we're talking Lollipop Chainsaw. And I should yes. say, this is quite a departure from our usual fairly family-friendly games. Yeah, not one for cover. the whippersnappers this one. No, perhaps we should put out a warning. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're probably not going to swear and stuff, but, you know, some mature content coming your way. So uh, yes. if you've got the little uh, kiddies running around, you might want to, uh, you know, pause the podcast cotton. and play it later. Bit of cotton wool in the ears. Yeah. Um, so, Lollipop Chainsaw um, is a game for the Xbox 360 and PS3. It was released in June 2012. Developed by Grasshopper Manufacture, published by Warner Brothers over here. And someone else in Japan, wasn't it? I, I think forgot. so, yeah. Yeah, I forgot what I did. For some reason, I didn't write it down, but I knew it I've was actually got the, I've got the Japanese version over there somewhere. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Mm. Yes, this was £8 when I bought it a month ago in CEX. Um, but now it's gone up to twelve pounds, so I can only assume it's you know the popularity of this podcast is. Um, I was going to say that means that you and Rick have both bought it, yeah. and it's flagged up on some algorithm at CEX saying, "Oh, this is in demand. Crank that price up." <laughs> yeah. So. That's it. Yeah. There you go. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was just the, the legions of fans just all like joining in on the book club, you know, just like, oh, this is this is going. Yeah, that's why I said you and Rick. Yeah, exactly. The, the legions. Yeah, one of which is the one of the co-hosts. Yeah. So this is a three D hack and slash. Um, I would say with lots of blood, crude tongue in cheek humor, and adult language. Yes. You uh, you play a zombie hunting cheerleader, Juliet Starling, as she defends the world against a zombie outbreak that has emerged from a portal to an evil realm known as the Rotten World, opened by a goth named Swan, who also summons five intelligent zombie bosses called the Dark Purveyors. Uh, joining Juliet is the decapitated but still living head of her boyfriend Nick, which she removes in order to save his humanity from zombie infection. 
Using a highly customized chainsaw, Juliet slashes her way through hordes of zombies across six large linear stages, meeting her other zombie hunting family members and tackling the five Dark Purveyors bosses along the way. So there you go, that's your summary. That's a good um, summary. Yeah, thanks. Brought it myself. Um, so what made you pick this? I just really like it. Yeah, it's a good game, isn't it? I just really like it. I, yeah. I got it when it came out. Yeah. Um... And I just, it's one of those games, I really, it, I don't, it really surprised me how it didn't really take off the way I thought it was. I've never heard of it until very recently. Yeah, it's really surprising to me. Yeah. Um, mm. I know it, it's a it's a very puerile game. It <laughs> is. I mean, the cover is just, I mean, it's just her, but she, you know, she's got her skimpy kind of cheerleader outfit on. She's sucking a lollipop. She's got a chainsaw. It looks kind of very, it looks like a very kind of, lowest common denominator kind of game do you know what i yeah. mean it reminds me of that that um ps2 bmx game bmx oh, xxx yeah. yeah which supposedly just <laughs> shoved a little sex appeal into a bmx game didn't it i never played it but i've read i've read that it just it didn't go well because of that and, it, and the cover is kind of similar and it kind of reminded me of that whenever i when i saw it you know yeah yeah i can see that yeah so maybe it kind of rubbed people up the wrong way that kind of, in that i kind think of, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it, I can easily see how the game would would put people off. I think it's one of those games where if it clicks with you, if the sense of humour that the game's got sort mm. of gels with you, you'll have a great time with it. But yeah. if you if you have a very low tolerance for vulgarity and puerile oh, humour, yeah. um, it's not yeah, the game for you. Yeah. It's not the game for you. No. no. Yeah. But I just remember I had such a great time with it when it came out. Um, I really enjoyed it. And it just, like I say, over the years, it just seems to have been forgotten about. All the other, you know, um, the other uh, games from Grasshopper Manufacture, Killer Seven, and No More Heroes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, they've had sequels and spiritual sequels, and you know, uh, remakes, remasters, you name it. Lollipop Chainsaw just seems to have been completely forgotten about, and I think it's a yeah. shame. Mm. I mean, it's it's sort of very self-aware, isn't it? It kind of yeah. it, it looks. As I say, it looks kind of lowest common denominator, but it kind of it uses that, and it's very tongue in cheek with it. it. I don't know. It's it's. I don't know how to describe it really, but it's better than it looks. Is all. It's much better than it looks, and yeah. it, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. No, not at all. No, no, no. not at all. It's got um, a crazy kind of storyline. Got some really, really good voice acting and kind of scripts behind. Oh it. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And some the the characters, some of the characters in the game are fantastic. Yeah, but like you say, it just doesn't. It, like you say, very aware of itself. Um, mm. You know, there's there's an achievement you can get if you attempt to look up a skirt. As <laughs> <laughs> an example. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it looks great, doesn't it? It's got a lovely sort of colourful kind of comic book style. It's got sort of semi cell shaded kind of yeah. shading to the characters. It looks really good. She's a cheerleader. Zombies attack. She's actually a, a part of a zombie hunting family. And then she goes to meet her boyfriend Nick, who becomes who comes under attack from the zombies. In order to save him, she's got to cut his head off. Yeah, as you would. And then, as you would. I mean, what so she of course, do? then Nick's head head is kind of just dangling off of her belt the entire game, <laughs> and he's like talking to you. And their conversations are really good, aren't they? I thought. Yeah, they are. They're really. They're great. they're really entertaining. Like a lot of the time, you know, when you could play a game and the dialogue isn't great, that you've got two characters talking to each other, it gets annoying. But this, I I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And there's (laughs) 
some of the humour, I don't know if understated is the right word, but mm. some of the bits that made me laugh the most were just like little moments. Like there's a, um, the school level, which is like the first level. Mm. Um, there's a bit where you can come across, uh, and throughout the game, you come across zombies with no heads. Yeah. And you can put Nick's head onto the zombie and temporarily control him to, you know, uh, break an obstacle or something. Yeah, it's got like a QTE kind of sequence, isn't it? You've got yeah. to match up the buttons to... And she kind yeah. of cheerleads on and he does his thing, yeah. And the first time you come across one, she says, oh, um, can you give me a hand, Nick? And he's like, well, I, haven't got, I don't have a hand. And she's like, mm. well, I could just put your, your head on this zombie. And he goes, huh? And she goes, uh, you know, using the magic powers, you can control the zombie and I'll get, I'll get you over here. And his response is just, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and that's it, you know, you'd expect some... It's just, I don't know. It just makes me laugh. You the, got, the, it's in the delivery. It's in the yes, delivery. it is. I, that, that's why I was trying to sort of note down like funny quotes and stuff. And it is they are funny, but it is just the way that they when you write them down, they're not as they're not as funny. It's just yeah. it's purely the way they deliver them. Because the thing about the, those two characters is she's really upbeat and positive, and he's given that he's he's had his body chopped off, he's very pessimistic about. <laughs> Yeah. the whole situation yeah so you constantly get this dynamic where she's really cheerful and happy and he's like especially in the last stage i, I was I, gonna I must, say there's a stage where he just gets really morbidly depressed yeah because he just thinks what's the point anymore <laughs> <laughs> and it is just quite funny really it's funny it's yeah. funny there's a quote i want the only quote i wrote down and it comes right at the beginning of the game it's juliet in like where she's talking about um, her family and stuff, like to the as a, as a narrator, and she's of her mother. She says it's because of her that my sisters and I all wear our vaginas proudly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that even mean? What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's still, yeah. I. I. Oh, it's just yeah. I love it. It's so funny. Mm. I must say, I didn't. I didn't get around to finishing this game partly because okay. of my wrist. Pain. Yeah, um, which I'm hoping is getting going to get better soon. But I got nearly. I think I'm on the last big level. I think it, I'm in the cathedral, basically. I think there's only oh one yeah, yeah, you're right there. at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not got much further to go. But you get, I think you get like five big stages, or like a little sort of semi tutorial one at the beginning. Um, and they're quite long, aren't they? They take a good sort of 45 minutes to get. Oh yeah, through. yeah. Some of them can take quite a while to get through. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Um, there's an auto saving thing, luckily. But what I would say is that do you ever have this thing where you play a new game and you're not quite sure about the saving system? So you're not quite sure when it saved saved last. So you say, okay, I'll quit. I'm pretty sure it's saved. But then I go back in just to make sure that it's saved where I think it's saved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to, to, to there's no surprise the next time you play it. If you do that, it take if you exit, it takes you back to like the map screen where you select a level. I selected the same level and it puts me right back to the start, which oh. is really annoying. I had to play the second level pretty much twice for that reason. Oh, I didn't know that. What you have to do is you have to go back to the main menu, do game start, and then it says, do you want to resume your checkpoint? So it's a little something I wanted to flag up there because it was really annoying. That yeah, that's worth knowing. I've not come across that, but yeah, yeah. That's, for some yeah, reason that's it was a little. They just assumed that no one would ever just exit and then go back to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> immediately after. <laughs> oh, that's a bit annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit annoying, but you know, to be honest, it wasn't that bad because the, the 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 game is so fun that I just yeah. didn't mind that much actually. But yeah, let's let's talk about like the gameplay. So it's basically 
hack and slash, but there's a lot of variety to it. The more you play it, and the more you unlock, isn't there? Yeah, there is. It's, it's quite. There's all sorts of different combos and and things you can unlock that you know they actually do make a a significant impact on on how easy or hard you're going to find the game. Yeah. Um, you know, you, picking the right combos to use. You know, it can be really important. Um, it's quite flexible the combat system as well, isn't it? It's mm. not just you're not just hitting the one button all the time. You know, you are going to be switching up between sort of heavy attacks and light attacks, and yeah. you know, she can wag- waggle her pom poms about to to stun to the zombies. Sort of stun them. And, yeah. You know, so you, there's 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 a fair bit of strategy now. I don't think it's not a game where you can just mindlessly hit the button and expect to win. No, no. Um, they're all in a shop, aren't they? Does they sort of that's how the upgrades work for the moves and stuff. Every once in a while, you get this little shop thing that you go up to. You can buy new moves, you can buy new costumes, you know, soundtracks, all sorts of things. Um, and then later on, you get the zombie blaster, which completely shifts the game into like a, a sort of over-the-shoulder shooting yeah. game. But I know there are segments where you kind of need to use it, but pretty much throughout the rest of the game, you can switch whenever you want between yeah. the hack and slash and it being a shooter, which I thought was really cool. Mm. Because sometimes, you know, in certain situations, you you think, okay, I'm having, str- I'm having a bit of a struggle with this. I might switch to the, the zombie blaster. And you get on a little bit better with it. Yeah, you do, especially are... against some of the, the, the big heavy enemies later yeah. on. You know, it yeah. can really, really save your bacon, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really cool, just to have a, a whole, almost a whole other genre in there mm. as an extra weapon and it works pretty well um yeah there's also the chainsaw dash which is kind of like you're running continuously forward and you've got to move around and go over these ramps and stuff that's another thing as you said the the you put the nick's head on the zombie there's other sort of quick time event things where she goes around the um the pole dance thing <laughs> <Yes>. you know <laughs> got to jump on the head sometimes it's like a little QT where you got to jump over the heads yeah, so um, of course she was taught the the pole dance as part of her training by um, Morikara Sensei. Yes, <laughs> yeah. who we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her um, her mentor guy who you've met in the first level. Yeah, he's he's a bit of a pervert though, really, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Everyone's got a, a like a bio that comes up when you first meet them, and it goes away quite quickly, and you can't quite read all the details. But his was something about. Liking girls' underwear or something, wasn't it? Did you yes. see that? Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm. That, 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 that comes back again towards the end of the game. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, you got the, the combine harvester thing that you mentioned last Oh, episode, I love that bit. Yeah, I love yeah. that. It's just so funny. It's just great. I yeah. really love, like, we've talked about the, you know, like the, the, the bulk of the gameplay is like the, you know, the hack and slash bit. But there's so many inventive little bits throughout the game yeah. like that. Like you'll get the bit where you know you're you're mowing down zombies with a combine harvester to you spin me right round like a record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some of the I one of the I think the thing that made me pick it as a choice for this um, for the show mm. was the bosses. Um, yeah. Particularly the first boss I thought was really inventive. The fact that he's this punk rock zombie. Mm. And he screams slightly bizarre, vulgar insults at you. Yeah. Um, one of the um, insults he keeps coming out with is vanilla slut. 
It's like, I've never heard anyone called a vanilla slump before. I'm not even sure what that is. Yeah. But when he screams at you, they actually come at you as giant red letters. That's cool, yes. And you have to, like, chainsaw through the letters or the, avoid them to get to The letters to are like the projectiles themselves. Yeah. 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 And, the, like, he summons giant columns of speakers from the That's sky right, yeah. and you have to mm. and it, it's really you know what could have been just a standard oh you know chainsaw the zombie till he dies mm. you know becomes this really quirky boss battle it's just really i don't know i just thought it's really inventive yeah there's there's many inventive points my my favorite level is like the, the arcade one yes yeah and we've got to talk about this because they there are several segments where that kind of it mimics sort of classic arcade games. Yeah. So there's a Pac-Man bit where you kind of you, you the, the the camera shifts to sort of more of a top-down thing, and you're in this maze and these massive Pac-Man kind of you almost get like the character kind of goes into an arcade machine, don't they? Yeah. There's like these these ghosts wandering around. And then you've got um, I've never played it. Is it Elevator Action? Elevator Action. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. That basically that. You know, so you've got like this, this side, it's more of a side scrolling view, and you've got to go in and out of the doors and up the elevators and stuff. Um, and then Pong as well. You're basically on a massive Pong table yeah. with the ball bouncing. You've got to avoid the ball while attacking zombies at the same time. It's a massive ball coming back and forth all the time. That's great, isn't it? It's great. It's, it's so, really, it's, really good. It's just so inventive, and it's so. Yeah, it's just really great. Um, and I think. Is it? I I think it's the boss of that level who's one of my favourites. Is it? Yeah. Is that the one where he's he looks like the spirit of jazz from Mighty Boosh? He's got like a skeleton. Yes, face. yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and he goes in like a UFO, doesn't he? And he blasts yeah. off, and then you got to like take out the UFO. Yeah, it's brilliant. Isn't it? mm. I just find that boss fight so funny at the end. I think it's just the sounds he was making. Yeah. He was, like, screaming, oh, auto tuned. And... Yeah, his whole voice. That's that's the funny thing. That's what because he phones you in the level. I think. Yeah. And he speaks in auto tune, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it's so funny. It and it's yeah. There's another mini game in there. It's like the kind of a wall climbing thing. I couldn't recognize what, if any, what game that was. Oh Do you yeah, know what that was? no, I don't. No, I don't. I think that I maybe that was an original though. one. You're kind of going up this skyscraper thing in a block, and you've got to just, it's kind of just dodging the obstacles and moving your way up. It's quite difficult. I died a lot of times on that one. Uh, yeah, it's quite tricky because the zombies like dropping things as well mm. in there. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what game that's based on, actually. No. That might be, it might be original for the game, but yeah, yeah, it's quite tricky that. I'm trying to think of anything else to say. I mean, the music is, there's a lot of licensed kind of tunes, isn't there? It's yeah. mostly sort of, sort of heavy kind of rock stuff. But as you said, they they occasionally just throw in the, like this this sort of eighties tune, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> like this, this, well, it's all quite a lot of it's quite well known stuff, you know. Yeah, the, the the arcade level. I think they they play Pac Man Fever. They do, yeah. Mm. Um, there's obviously uh, Dead or Alive. Uh, you spin me right round. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that they've done Tony Basil's uh, Mickey. Yeah. As whenever you do your special attack, mm. it, you know, plays, you know, uh, Mickey. Uh, yeah. It's just, there's just a juxtaposition of such a, a, a <laughs> cheesy bubblegum pop song yeah. amidst all this carnage. Mm. Just, it never stops being <laughs> funny. I love it. Oh, it's yeah. That so song's good. been in my head all month, Laz. I know. I know. You, I was going to say, you took over, you, you brought us back in from the. 
the break on this episode. Um, yeah. If I was, if you were going to ask me to do it, I was going to open it by going, "Oh, Wally, you're so fine. You're so <laughs> fucking <plumber>, my Wally." <laughs> but I don't, you know, you, you took it, and I thought, "Oh, it's too uh, late to say it now." Oh no, you could have said it. You yeah, yeah. Well, you could have. You... Well, it's out there now. It's, it's out, out there. there now. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. But yeah, that was the plan. But yeah, it, it does. It gets stuck in your head for days, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. I noticed it didn't get very well reviewed at the time for no. some bizarre reason. I, I was looking on Wikipedia; it was, it was very sort of average, kind of five, sixes, and sevens. Yeah, it was very lukewarm reception. I think. I, I don't get why, because it's a great game, isn't it? Maybe it's just wrong place, wrong time. Maybe I think I don't know. I think a lot of people. I I don't know. I think again the puerile aspect of it, and I think the the, the vulgarity and the the. The overt sexualization of Juliet, I think, probably rubs a lot of people the wrong way. It does, yeah. But the thing is, you play it and you see that it isn't really about that, is it? No, it's, it's kind not of, at all. It's totally, yeah. it's a joke on that. It's almost a parody of, of that kind yeah. of game in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's just, you know, it's just everything dialed up to 11 on, on you know, yeah. the characters and the, the stereotypes and the cliches. And it's just everything... Yeah. And it's a shame yeah. reviewers didn't seem to get that, or if they did, you know. I mean, IGN, for example, gave it 5 out of 10 and called the gameplay bland, slow, and unsatisfying. I mean, I, what the hell game were they playing? I was going to say, what were they playing? What That does not describe this game at all. No. I mean, no. You know, I mean, others called it repetitive. I mean, uh, you, you can say that about any kind of game of this genre. That's that's kind of the genre, you know, if you boil it down to literally what you are doing. Yeah. But... You know, it's it's, it's not, not really it's not about that. You could say that about Streets of Rage. I mean, I, when we were talking about Streets of Rage four, I said in theory it should be really repetitive and boring, but it isn't. And it's the same not. is true of this. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Repetitive is such an unfair thing to say about yeah. it as well, because every boss is completely different. You know, mm. it needs completely different strategies and and ways to beat the the, the, the bosses. You know, the, every level has some kind of quirky little side mission thing to do in it like the, the combine harvester bit mm. there's uh zombie baseball a uh, zombie basketball in the first um you know the first level where you've got to chop off the zombies heads yeah. and knock it into a basketball net yeah you know there's all these little things throughout the level that just breaks up the yeah. loads the of thing. little like set pieces and things yeah and it's just it's just it's not literally just monotonous walking around killing zombies all the time I no mean, it's, it's definitely that's, not that's literally just the stuff you do between the like the 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 important bits you know which happen yeah. very regularly so yeah. yeah so i think calling it repetitive is you know I, i'm not sure that's a fair criticism no, really. no. you know you, it's okay to say the game just didn't it, it just didn't click with me because no, it didn't click with everyone yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that but you, you can't call it repetitive no certainly can't call it dull it's no. anything but it's not dull game it's not dull at all <laughs> No, I mean, I think it's going to join the the ranks of games we've covered on Pod'em Up that we wish had sequels, but unlikely we'll ever get a sequel. Yeah, and probably <laughs> won't even get a re-release either. But, I, I mean, doubt it. The, the, no, the wealth of licensed tracks will make it certainly very difficult to get a, a fully, as it was, re-release anyway. I think so, and I think just general attitudes have changed since, oh, certainly, since release, yeah. and I think it would, it would struggle to find an audience these days, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm, it's it's one of the, I think we we kind of said this about the last 360 PS3 game we looked at, which was Driver San Francisco. It's mm. kind of those games you don't really get 
anymore to that degree of the, to those production values anymore do you no because they are part of you know the the sort of the noughties kind of generation this was just after where you know it wasn't just triple a open world stuff and the indies doing really kind of wacky crazy stuff or retro theme stuff this this was in a layer between those things where it's like you know quite fairly big companies big developers making not massive open world games that take hours and hours and hours to play just like these these good kind of games more traditional kind of games but to these kind of production values you don't really get that anymore do you not really no not like this you know no not like this and i mean it's kind of as we said you know the, the whole style of this is quite you know risky in a way it's not like a safe thing it's like it's a kind of a joke really it's a joke it's kind of like it's almost a parody game yeah and that would be a risky thing to do now you know to get your money back on it and to, to put all that investment in it so but it, i think i remember reading somewhere as well that I, I i hope i read this somewhere and i'm not just making it up but it was the the, the best-selling grasshopper manufacturer game yeah i think i read that too you know so mm. why why does ev- why does everyone talk about No More Heroes and Killer mm. Seven and all these other ones, but this one just gets completely forgotten? I it's, it baffles me. It really does. Yeah, it it's is weird, isn't it? Yeah, I think part nowadays this kind of thing is sort of frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. You know, and to, as I said, just to look at the cover, it looks like <laughs> a very out of date kind of game. You don't get games looking like this now and being taken seriously. No, and so, some of the some of the unlockable costumes are very fan servicey. Um, you you can't see them all well, until you finish the game, right? Um, and then you unlock a whole bunch of extra costumes. You still have to get the the uh, silver medals to to get them. Mm. Um, but yeah, some of them are, are very fan servicey. <laughs> <laughs> Not practical zombie zombie hunting sure. attire, I would argue. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I managed to play this entire game without my wife walking in at any point, which I'm very <laughs> relieved about. It's okay; yes. she doesn't listen to the show, so she'll she'll never know. It's fine. Yeah, she'd have. I think. Yeah, you got some explaining, explaining to do. To do. <laughs> it, no, no, no. It's a parody. It's fine. It's not. It's not real like porn or anything. Don't. It's art. It's art. <laughs> don't understand yeah and also i didn't pick it tibbs did so you know take it out with him <laughs> i'll happily take the blame for that it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a good game and if if at least one person more plays it as a result of the podcast i'll be happy with that i would hope so i'm sure yeah. it'll it'll be someone's cup of tea you know in yeah. one way or another either for the gameplay wise or you know we're not here whatever to judge. Else. no we don't judge we don't judge <laughs> <laughs> um Rick left us a lovely long comment. Uh, yeah. On it. Uh, did you have anything else to say about the game before we get to that? Um, not really. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna briefly mention when we were talking about the gameplay. Mm. One of the, I was gonna mention the Nick tickets. Oh yeah, the Nick tickets. Which I yeah. thought was just <laughs> a bit bizarre, mm. but you can collect these tickets to use Nick's head as. You know, an offensive weapon. You can spin it. You <laughs> yeah. can spin it around and daze all the zombies. And there's a particularly odd one where she will shake it like a piggy bank, shake his head, and all coins will fall out of his neck. <laughs> Not sure what the mechanics of that are, but <laughs> they just clearly thought, okay, we got this Nick idea. What can we do with Nick's head that's like funny and you know useful? Yeah. Mm. 
I, you activate it by clicking in the uh, the left thumbstick, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Did you have the same problem as me activating it by accident quite a lot? I don't think I did, no. I, I had to struggle to find it because I kept seeing, what's this all this Nick ticket business going on about? And I, I tried all the buttons and eventually I got to that. I don't think I ever accidentally pressed it. Oh, I do it all the time. Maybe I just heavy-handed when I Do you often do that it. in other games, like accidentally clicking it when you don't mean to? No, generally not. But maybe mm. it is quite an intense sort of hack and slashy yeah, game. Maybe I'm just getting a bit too into it and possibly, yeah. the controller a bit tight. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. The other I'm going off topic now, but mm. I pressing buttons when I didn't mean to. Um, Street Fighter Five on PS4. Whenever I try and do a Hadouken, I always hit the PlayStation button. <laughs> take, takes me back to the menu. I've done it twice in online matches, and I, it. Oh, does my head in. Yeah, do you know what? I can get, a, I can pull off a Hadouken like uh, no more than fifty percent of the time. Mm. If I mean that's generous, actually, probably for thirty or forty percent of the time. I'm, I'm I'm rubbish at Street Fighter. Oh, I, think I know what I've got to do. Yeah, I just yeah. can't. I usually can't pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, um, yeah. Read Rick's comment. Let's see what he's yeah. saying. So it kind of echoes our comments. Really, I had an absolute blast with this game. So glad you guys are covering it because it made me play it. So thanks for that. The story is crazy from beginning to end, and I loved it. There's a great script, and the voice cast could do a fantastic job. I really enjoyed the dialogue between Juliet and Nick. A lot of it had me laughing out loud. The soundtrack is incredible, both the licensed tracks and original compositions. You can be chopping up zombies to children of Bodom. Is it Bodom? I, I thought it was Bodom, but Bodom, yeah. Bodom, Bodom. Or uh, Arch Enemy, one minute. Then you'll use your special power, and Hey Mickey will start playing. The original music in the Viking level and last level particularly stood out to me as well. I'll certainly be listening to the soundtrack again. Mm. You know, I've been trying to get the, the soundtrack and sort of did a little bit downloady, but it, it's not like the full thing. It's just only a few select tracks. I've been yeah. trying, trying to find the full thing so I can mostly just so I can select for the music for the show. But it's, yeah. um, the gameplay is what you expect from a hack and slash with the odd different section thrown in, and the arcade level had some interesting mini game bits. Last point I'll make is you definitely should not play this in front of your wife or children. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. I second that. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it really is not a game for for, oh, for the young. No, yeah, it's an. I think it's an eighteen game, isn't it's, it? It's got to be an it, eighteen must be plus if it adults isn't. only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, but uh, we we urge you to try it because it's um it's a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, it's not too expensive now. The price has recently been hiked up thanks to me and Rick, but it's only 12 quid. It's not, you know, you could do far worse with your 12 quid, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, you got to pick it up. Pick it up before the price does go up. So Yeah, probably will, because there probably aren't that many of them hanging around, maybe. I yeah, know. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, well, then again, if it was the best-selling grasshopper game, I don't know. So yeah. I mean, I don't know how well the rest of them sold, but... Well, I don't know. He's a but then again, I... You know, I obviously had a 360 at that time, and I, I, yeah, it passed me by completely. I never heard of it. Yeah, um, but recommended. I give it a thumbs up. You give it a thumbs up. Absolutely, yeah. Brilliant. So, what's next on the the menu? Okay, so I was going to give you a choice between two different arcade games. Okay, but I've changed my mind. Oh, because I've been uh, another playing another game from my birthday list. Oh, I think I know where this is. That I know you want to cover, and having played through the whole thing, I want to talk about it. It's a Sayonara Wild Hearts. Beautiful. Yeah, this is just unbelievable. It's a very short game, but it's 
it marries what you hear and what you're playing so beautifully. It's 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 like nothing else really. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, excellent choice. Yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it looks like a sort of very modern kind of experimental indie game with like silhouettes and dancing and stuff, and it, which traditionally isn't what I'd particularly be interested in. But the gameplay is just so kind of pure, almost arcadey kind of score attack. Yeah. Stuff, and it just the, the two go together with an excellent soundtrack that matches like the gameplay. It, it's yeah, that's all I'll say about it really. But it's I was going to say let, let let's yeah let's keep a, let's just. Just enough to whet the appetite. Yeah, that's um, all I'll say oof. about it. But it's just it's yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking about it and playing it again. Yeah, it's mm. available on pretty much everything in there. I think so. Yeah. Xbox, Switch. I got the Switch version. It's on PC. Mm, I've got a PS4 physical. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we'll be doing next month. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, that about ties us ties us all up in a neat little bow. I think. Would you like to do the uh, the stuff? Because I always do it, and it's your turn. Oh, not really, <laughs> but I will. All right. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so you can visit us uh, at podemup.live. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tweet us at podemup mm. on twitter.com. Uh, you can email us podemup at gmail.com. That's right. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, one thing we never say is that we are open to like um, book club suggestions as well. If you've got a game oh, that always. you'd like to yeah, hear us yeah. talk about, we don't, we often forget to say. But you know, you're more than welcome to send us, you know, tweet us, email us a suggestion of a game that you you want us to play, and um, we'll at least consider it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the whole show is about discovering, you know, the new games and games we might not have tried, or games yeah. that we think deserve more attention. And mm. you know, that goes for you know games being suggested to us that we haven't thought of ourselves so yeah always yep. open to to ideas yeah yeah hmm. uh nothing too long obviously um and nothing that's a ps3 exclusive because i don't have a ps3 but um yeah and other than that <laughs> go nuts <Yeah. laughs> those are my two caveats <laughs> yeah cool hmm. right i think that's yeah that's about everything then so um Yes, this has been episode 31. I've been Ollie. He's been Tibbs. We're saying goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Bye.